welcome back to Entertainment Talk today. I'm here to do, uh, usually we do this as a written piece on the website, but I decided to, decided to do it as a podcast this year. Uh, I'm going to be taking the, I've got six listed here, the six different uh, Marvel and DC films. Uh, so in no particular order, these are the ones that I've got listed. Uh, you got Shazam, Spider-Man Far From Home, Joker, Avengers Endgame, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and Captain Marvel. I know that uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix isn't an MCU film, but it is still a Marvel film. Uh, it's still based on, and, and again, I know it's Fox or whatever, but X-Men are still Marvel characters. So, uh, I included it in that. Uh, the two that won't be on this list um, is Glass and uh, Hellboy, those are, I think, comic book films or whatever, uh, and I haven't actually seen those anyway. So, uh, yeah, just in terms of DC and Marvel films only, uh, I'm going to go ahead with my list. But uh, what we're going to do in this podcast is um, I'm going to record this segment now, which is going to be my list, so my top six, because I've got six films here. Uh, then we're going to go into Natasha and David's lists, but they're not going to be on the podcast. What's going to happen is they're going to send me their lists, and I'm going to read their lists off on the podcast. So not the same kind of thing that we usually have, uh, but I just thought that would be an easy and simple way to do things. So uh, let's go from number six on my list. Number six, Captain Marvel. Um, I I like this film. It's a good uh, comic book MCU Marvel superhero film, whatever one, whatever sort of labels you want to put on it, I suppose. Uh, it's a good film. It does what it needs to do in terms of setting up Captain Marvel. Uh, I think Captain Marvel is a cool character. I thought Captain Marvel was easily more impressive in Avengers Endgame than she was in her own film. Um, which, I don't know if that was like supposed to be the case or whatever. But I specifically remember on both podcasts, on my, on my Captain Marvel review and on... Uh, mine and David's Avengers Endgame review because that was the first part one one for those. Um, I specifically said like, oh, Captain Marvel just looks so much more powerful, and I'm not I'm not talking about her physical self. I'm just talking about like her level of superhero power. She looked much more powered up in uh, Avengers Endgame. So, in yeah, she didn't even look as powerful in her own film. But that doesn't matter, I suppose. Um, yeah, so it's just the case that when I look back, because obviously I'm looking back on these films, I saw them all this year, all, all of them pretty recently. Um, this was the one out of all these that didn't stick out for any particular reason, and didn't stick out to have anything specifically memorable for any specific reason. Uh, you got the stuff in the with the cat in there, which is pretty fun and all that, but it's not really something that sticks out enough. Because uh, there, there's things from each of these films where I can pick out to where things stick out uh and this was just kind of like as i was going through the list and all that and it didn't take me that long to make this list to be honest um that was the one that kind of stuck out as to like okay this is less memorable it's not got anything that sticks out with it it's not as it's not a bad film it's a it's a good film but it's just not as good as well the others on this list so that's that's kind of my reasoning Number five, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, this film got absolutely ripped to pieces when it came out in terms of its critical... I was going to say critical praise, but that would be the opposite of what it was given. It's critical sort of slam against it or whatever. Um, and that did that did actually put me off seeing the film when it initially came out. I shouldn't have listened to those people. I should have just gone to see it myself and got my own opinion. But it was just getting so slammed to the point where like, okay, there's probably nothing good about this film. 
I'm just not gonna see it at the cinema. Uh, watch it on on uh, DVD and all that, and um, it were well, I I just went in kind of thinking like, okay, I'm I'm looking for the point of where this film turns as bad as what people were describing. Wasn't the best superhero film I've seen. It's certainly not. Um, I do actually think this is better than some of the other X-Men films. There's more memorable things that happen in there. I found this more entertaining than some of the other ones. Uh, sure, it could have been certainly better, but but maybe it was just the case that I went in with just the lowest of expectations possible because that's what had been kind of set from from everybody. There wasn't a single person that liked this film from what I saw, uh, and everybody was just stamping all over it, and I thought, like, okay, there's got to be a reason for that. But, yeah, I just came out kind of not on the complete opposite side, but on a better side on this film. So yeah, and uh, as I as I pointed out with Captain Marvel, that not having anything that sticks out, the train sequence. I'll just say that it with uh, X Men Doc Phoenix that really sticks out as as a big highlight. And I'll kind of when, whenever I go to th- whenever I think about X Men Doc Phoenix for whatever reason, um, like for lists or whatever the case may be, that will be the sequence that sticks out of you know the most kind of entertaining and that sort of thing so yeah i just thought it was better than captain marvel so there's that uh number four is going to be joker uh i just thought that I, I still stick with the same opinion which i only had about a week ago or whatever which is outside of outside of a really good performance with joaquin phoenix and an interesting character study and an interesting new take on the joker um what else is there about this film um, because if we never get a sequel, it will just stay as those things that, you know, oh, do you, know, do you remember Joaquin Phoenix's good performance and an interesting character study? And that's the kind of notes that get thrown around online uh, when I see people talking about this film is that th- those are the two things that kind of stick out to what I see. Uh, some people say, you know, they, they were touched by the film or whatever and this and that. But to me, it's those two things where it's, OK, interesting character study, good performance from Joaquin Phoenix and along with his performance like okay new a new take on him and then opens of course the debate up again of who's the best joker why and who's the worst joker and why so those are the things that stick out about the film to me but outside of that there's really not a whole lot else in there i mean sure there's the political stuff but that is what that is so um that that's certainly not what i'm gonna really remember this i mean i'm gonna remember the political talk around this film but my personal experience doesn't come away so much from the political side of the film. Rather, it comes away from, you know, again, the character study, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know, I, I know there's politics in the film. I'm not that blind, but that's just not what I will go to think about whenever I think about this film for whatever reason. So that's the number four. Number three, Shazam. Uh, this film really kind of surprised me. It was way better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, and again, maybe it was just that thing I went in thinking like, okay, some people said this. The word fun was being thrown around a lot when I uh, you know, when I saw this film come out and people talking about it was fun. It's a fun DC film. And uh, it's Zachary Lever, I think his name is. Uh, he's great at Shazam. And Shazam's just fun. It's just fun, fun, fun. Everybody was throwing that word around. And I kind of thought like, okay, outside of it being fun and that sort of thing, is it a good film? Because uh, you can have fun with bad films. Um, like there's there's some cheesy horror films out there that I'm sure I will I will like or, or whatever, uh, and that sort of thing. But they still might be bad but fun. That sort of thing. Uh, it was much much better than what I thought it was going to be. 
Uh, I think Zachary Levi did a great job. I think they did a great job in terms of setting this character up, hopefully for future DCEU stuff. Um, and yeah, just came away having quite a lot of fun with the film and just thought that I was just entertained by it. And I felt like I got the... I knew some stuff about Shazam going in. Um, I didn't actually know about the whole saying Shazam thing and then it kind of changes to... Actually, I think I knew about that. Yeah, because I saw the uh, Justice League Dark War, I think it was called. The the animated DCAU film uh, that that's out there. So I, I saw that already, but I kind of, you know, whatever. It, it, t- it told me more about his origin and I kind of liked that. And uh, yeah, just thought it was great. Thought it was a lot of fun. So... Uh, number two, Spider-Man: Far From Home. It still does have the thing with um, so yeah. What sticks out to me, sorry, with Shazam, if I'm going to continue pointing that out, is just the fun of the film and Zachary Levi as Shazam is kind of what sticks out to me. So, uh, F- Spider-Man: Far From Home. I mean, it's the is the continuation from Avengers: Endgame. Uh, has one of the best post-credit scenes in the MCU, probably if not one, if not the best one. I mean, the the one with Thanos was pretty good. At the end of uh, Age of Ultron, the uh, um, I'll do it myself one. That's what that's one of my favorite ones. That's one of the most memorable ones as well. Uh, just him kind of picking up the glove. I'll do it myself, and you you know you'll the, you'll see him soon. Um, but yeah, Spider Man Far From Home. The one kind of thing it didn't really have as much as Homecoming, Infinity War, Civil War, and Endgame had was I didn't really feel like the bright character was there of Spider Man. I felt like they sort of made him a bit more sad and of course the events of Endgame you know why that that is uh so I felt like they obviously they focused on that more because it's a sequel to Avengers Endgame essentially and obviously a sequel to all of the other MCU films basically uh so they they kind of lost that a little bit but Tom Holland's still brilliant as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man I still think he's the best of both of those because uh, some people say, you know, one of the actors did a better job as Spider-Man, but the other one did a better job as Peter Parker. I think he's the best of both of those still. Uh, I'm very excited to see what they do with Spider-Man 3 uh, and whatever else the other uh, MCU film is going to be. Because that was the new deal, wasn't it? Is uh, Spider-Man 3 and an appearance in... Or oh, he's allowed to be in another MCU film, but they haven't said which one that's going to be. So I'm excited to see more from him. Uh, and yeah, just thought it, it continued the momentum from Endgame, which is difficult to do when you come off of such a cinematic high, I suppose, with uh, Avengers Endgame. But they managed to do that really well, and I thought that that was great. So, uh, number one, if it wasn't already obvious when you saw the title, Avengers Endgame is number one. A lot of people listed Joker as their number one, and I mean, you can have whatever form you want as your number one. It's uh, it's entirely up to you, it's your list and not my list. Uh, but for my list, Avengers Endgame is number one. Uh, and I, I was thinking about this film the other day. I, I was seeing it pop up in the conversation because I've started to see other people's lists for uh, you know best superhero films because we've had them all now for for the year. So, um, and one th- one thing I kind of remembered and stuck out and that stuck out to me was all, all of the big moments that you get in Avengers Endgame where essentially certain characters are meeting and all the iconic lines and all, all those sorts of things that that are happening at the end of the film. Um, if they failed to plan any of that properly, none of that would have happened properly. Some of it might have still happened, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. It takes a significant level of planning in order to make all that come together the way it did, and to get the timing right, and to make callbacks 
come around even better kind of thing as to, in terms of like you know uh, the Captain America stuff and some of the other things that happened in this film uh, I thought that was all really really good and I mean just that that last like fight sequence with because um, the, the first couple of hours are admittedly a build up to that because of course they have to get the stones back and all that sort of stuff uh, but even that's entertaining and great because you get a lot of callbacks and there's just a lot of great action stuff and whatever but that last bit fight scene with Thanos and you've got all the individual set pieces everybody kind of gets their moment um I'm, I'm still confused as to why i'm seeing the whole the the is it the a-team thing the one with the the women come together or whatever and whenever i see someone talking about that like oh it was out of place and it was like a political gender push or you know what people kind of say in these days about all that sort of stuff um and i just thought like cool it's these female superheroes coming together in one scene in a three-hour film that's fine uh i mean i'd like because there's a lot of talk about um the I, I think it's called the a-team is, is what they call it uh sorry a, a force i think is what it's called uh the a-team's that other action film uh, a force is what i think it's called um i'd be quite happy to see an a force team with all those female superheroes teaming up um it would depend on the that one specific character who you may or may not be able to have depending on what they do in the future um but i'd be quite up for that i mean you know you know in today's political climate people aren't really happy with that and stuff but i thought that was a good scene i'd like to see them in a film together i thought that was another good set piece moment and it was literally like less than a minute but you know you get people that complain about stuff but anyway let's not let's not dwell on that too much uh, i'd be happy to see that film i don't care what other people think so uh in terms of them moaning about the film and stuff like that um if you've got more of a fair opinion which would be about the quality of the actual film i'd be interested in hearing that but anyway uh yeah that was another great set piece moment and just the way they kind of connect all those together and they kind of play football with the glove and all that sort of stuff and every different characters kind of hold it at different points and obviously the avengers assemble thing and just so many good moments that come together and like i said if you do not plan that properly over 10 plus years it doesn't come together properly it might come together but come around much worse but because of kevin feige and marvel and disney and uh, all of the actors actually staying or at least 95 percent of them i know that there was a change with um uh don Cheadle's character uh, war machine don Cheadle's character Cheadle, sorry, character, because uh, it was the guy from Empire before. I know that they had that to deal with, but they got on fine with Don Cheadle, and he's very much still in the MCU and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just brilliant overall, and I thought it, uh, it it's going to be a while before we see something like that on the screen again. Um, I mean, the big question is, will, um, will the MCU do that again? before dc's got there or will dc be able to do a big moment like that first i'm talking about having mul you know multiple characters from dc come together in a big group thing basically i don't know what you call that it's almost like it's almost like a pose for a group photo how the way they sort of all stood there uh are dc gonna manage to do that at some point or will or i mean because the next one that you really have where you could do that is where you have everybody that's still around still alive but you include the x-men and the fantastic four could marvel get there before dc gets there with you know all their all their groups of superheroes and whatnot because uh, that's basically what that is is all the superheroes kind of come together in one big uh group kind of fight scene thing 
Um, but anyway, yeah, Avengers Endgame number one. So a very quick recap. Uh, number six, Captain Marvel. Number five, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Number four, Joker. Number three, Shazam. Number two, Spider-Man Far From Home. And number one, Avengers Endgame. And there you go. So, alright, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. And then when we come back, uh, once the once Natasha and David have sent me their lists, I'll read out those and we can do that as a segment. So, see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of the Joker, uh, there's two parts, two different reviews to our uh, Joker coverage. Uh, the first one is just from me, and the second one is with me and Robert, with a bit more focus on Robert's opinion, because I already gave my opinion in the first review. Look out for that. Uh, random Gaming Talk this week, we talked about FIFA 20's uh, patch for the career mode, uh, EA's attempt to fix that game. Uh, PlayStation 5 save states and we talked about EA because they've killed a bunch of franchises not all in one go just over the course of a time we d- we discussed EA in general kind of thing uh, Watchmen season 1 previews not on iTunes yet it might be by the time this podcast actually comes out because I've got to wait for uh, David and Natasha to send me their lists but Watchmen season 1 preview is available on the website I did correct the uh, audio file because I accidentally put the iZombie file in there somehow I think it was the one that was already in there uh, but I've changed it over and the Watchmen Season 1 preview podcast is now available to be listened to in there. Walking Dead Season 10, Walking Dead Season 10 Episode 2 coverage is out there. Lost in Space uh, Seasons 1 Episode uh, 1 and 2 coverage, spoiler free. That is one of these segments from Entertainment Talk TV Episode 27. If you want to listen to all of the segments in one go, uh, then listen to the TV Talk Episode 27 uh, podcast. But all the segments from that are going to be broken out every Monday, so have a look out for those. Uh, Natasha wrote an article about who should be the one to kill Alpha on The Walking Dead, so she wrote about that. I did a clickbait, uh, did a clickbait, I did a discussion piece about clickbait. There's no clickbait in the podcast, um, but uh, yeah, just just just, just discussing uh, the impacts it has on the industry. So you can listen to that if you want to. El Camino, Breaking Bad film review. Me and David did that. Spoiler free, spoiler split. Uh, Let's Play Sunday's episode 10 for Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. Uh, my Joker film review is out there. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, I'm going to go and do some other bits and pieces. I'll come back in just a second for you guys and read out Natasha and David's list. So just stay tuned for that. Alright, let's move on to uh, Natasha and David's list. First up is Natasha's list. 
Uh, so let's go again from 6 to 1. She's got the same films selected as what I've got. Uh, so let's go through those. Number 6, she's got, she hasn't got any list, reasons listed or whatever. This is just a 6 to 1 kind of list. Uh, number 6, <coughs> excuse me, number 6, she's got Shazam. Uh, number 5, she's got X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, number four, she's got Captain Marvel. Number three, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Number two, Avengers: Endgame. And number one is Joker. Uh, I've had some conversations with her about uh, Joker. Well, everybody's had conversations about Joker at this point. Um, and yeah, her opinion, whatever, is is fine. Uh, and I do think Joker's a very, very good film. Of course, as you saw from the list and and all that sort of stuff and the review that I did. Um, it just kind of. I mean, I've already spoken about it, so. Uh, but yeah, I could see why you would put Joker as number one. Uh, but event, Endgame number two makes sense. Spider-Man at three. Uh, I, I would obviously change the bottom three. I don't think that... I definitely don't think that Shazam is the worst uh, of this list. But yeah, that's just her list. So uh, make of that what you will. And that's fine. So, uh, so yeah, just to quickly recap again. Uh, her list. Six, Shazam. Five, Dark Phoenix. Four, Captain Marvel. Three, Spider-Man Far From Home. Two, Avengers Endgame. Number one is the Joker or Joker. I wonder why they didn't call it the Joker. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Alright, uh, where is David's list? There it is. He hasn't seen X-Men Dark Phoenix or Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, he, I don't think he intends, from what he's told me here, uh, I don't think he intends to watch Dark Phoenix, uh, which I've had that thought initially and then went and watched it and had a different uh, outcome, which I've talked about. I think he, he's kept kind of saying that like Spider-Man Far From Home, he's just not gotten to it yet, obviously, because uh, we're in a busy time of year and all that, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'll read out what he's actually uh, said. Uh, he said, X-Men Dark Phoenix, not seen, but I can tell you that would be sixth place in his list. Uh, and then he just said he hasn't seen Spider-Man Far From Home. So, from four to one, same films selected, uh, but just two of them taken out because he's not seen two of them. Uh, Shazam at number four. Everyone hates Shazam. Uh, well, not everyone hates it. Some people really liked it. I liked it, but whatever. Uh, number four, Shazam. Number three, Captain Marvel. Number two, Joker. Number one, Endgame, which is a little bit more in line with my list. Uh, which is just you know, just comparing and contrasting all that kind of stuff. Uh, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, it feels weird to be in the middle of October and all of these superhero films have already come out. Because um, what did we we had something last year in like November, didn't we? I'm sure that there was because I remember I, re, I specifically remember that Venom came out last year in October. I can't remember where I put that on my list, but um, that was in, in in that list, obviously. Uh, from last year. I think I've done them from 2016 to 2019. Or at least 2017 to 2019. Uh, you can search around on the website. And you'll be able to find them. Uh, just search for like. Super. I, I mean I, I'll uh, I'll link them in the uh, show notes. It'll be easy for you guys to go and find. The previous ones I've done by the way. Are all written articles. And uh, they are only. <coughs> excuse me. They are, they are only my choices. So that's just how that used to be. Uh, but yeah, just thought I'd do something different with this one and include other people's uh, lists with, with Natasha and David. Robert doesn't really do lists quite in the same way. Um, he's just, uh, like, he's not he's not, not a fan of lists. He just doesn't really do them, per se. So, which is fine. So, uh, cool. So that's mine, uh, Natasha's and David's list. Uh, of course, mine was earlier in the podcast, before the break. So, you've already listened to that, I assume. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. What have we got next year? We've got... Um, I can't remember quite off the top of my head, but we've got... What have we got from DC next year? Uh, Wonder Woman... Uh, oh yeah, Birds of Prey is supposed to be in February, isn't it? Next year? Uh, 
Black Widow is in March. Is Shang-Chi next year? I think Eternals is next year. And one of the one of the Disney Plus series. Oh, Kept, uh, Captain um, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I almost said Captain America. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you've got, yeah, Disney Plus series. Obviously, they're just doing a, a different thing with that now. Uh, I think I think it's Black Widow, um, Eternals, because isn't Eternals like November or something, and then uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is like middle next year or something, and then you've got, yeah, Birds of Prey in February and Wonder Woman in March or something like that, or June maybe, can't quite remember, uh, and then obviously the year after that we've got Batman, Spider-Man, it's cool to have Batman and Spider-Man in the same year, I'm not sure if that's happened before, it might have, but anyway, um, got that. Uh, I can't remember what Marvel's doing for 2021 outside of obviously uh, Spider-Man. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, that was it for this piece of the podcast and everything like that. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, you can find all of the content on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, what do you think are the best? Uh, I guess with the old guys list, you can include you know co- other comic book movies if you want, like Hellboy and and Glass and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, specifically with these six and maybe others if you want to add them in, what are your top lists, I suppose? What what does your list look like in terms of the best, worst and middle uh, comic book films or superhero films or Marvel and DC films, whatever you want to do? Uh, send that in, Matthew, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Um, yeah, you can support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, Patreon, we're on there, check out the $3 level tier. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut, it won't cost you anything extra. iTunes feeds, please write review and subscribe to those. At this current moment, uh, Watchmen sees the the Watchmen iTunes feed has been submitted to Apple, but they haven't sent me a confirmation email yet as to whether that's been uh, accepted. It probably will get accepted, but just have to wait for them to figure it all out. It can take, uh, is it like two days or two weeks or something? It's something like that. But, uh, of course, when that gets, uh, when I get notified about that going live and it's available on iTunes and on, and on Spotify, I'll tweet and, uh, tweet that out and put that on Facebook. So follow us on Twitter, e-talk, at eTalkUK. Um, so yeah, please rate, review and subscribe to the other iTunes feeds as well. That will help us out. Uh, what else is there? Word of mouth to your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, that always helps us out as well. Uh, Man United return on Sunday to play against Liverpool. No idea how that's going to go, but we'll just wait and see. Very unpredictable game, so we'll see how that goes. So look out for the United cast on Sunday. Uh, that will be interesting stuff there. Of course, good place tomorrow, and hopefully going to see Zombieland dub, Double Tap, I think it's called, the second Zombieland film that's coming out. Uh, I'm going to see that as well, so look out for those. Um, yeah, you can share the posts on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. Um, video games, if you want to watch us diff- play different video games, me and David uh, stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Look out for Let's Play Sundays as well, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.